outpouring of God's Spirit upon His church and this body of believers. And at times to storm the gates of hell and see them gates wither and fall as one of Jesus' branches of His church, River Valley Christian Church, attacked the very kingdom of the evil one himself. Pastor Dan and Claudia, Dan and Marta, Roger and Myrna, John and Debbie, Vern and Mary, and many more that I, that I don't know or haven't met. They've been part of this family, River Valley Christian Church, for a lot longer than I have. Continually going in front of the Lord, interceding for the lost and for the brokenhearted and the prodigal, seeking to bring them back into the fold, into the kingdom. As Jonah said, sometimes the sheep are pretty dumb. I was one of them at one time, by the way. I and most of us here are indeed indebted to those who set the stage, to those that engaged in God's businesses for years, decades. And I just want you to do me one more favor. I would like for you, if you can stand up, those that have been part of this ministry for a long period of time, the ones that I just mentioned, if you can stand, just stand. And I want to give them a round of applause and just a thank you. It's well deserved. And I know that I missed some, and I forgive me if I did, but I also want to let you trailblazers know something. You're not done yet. You're still among the living in this world. And this old world is still in need of your wisdom more than ever. To bring the message of hope, and salvation and agape to a world getting worse. It's not getting better. I want to encourage you to not grow weary. The harvest is coming. We need you more than ever. Amen? Thank you. We've been doing this week devoted to God for some three years now. And every year it seems to be building more and more up. Right? There seems to be an energy that's grown, pulsing in power and in boldness as the Holy Spirit becomes more prominent in our lives, as we learn to grow and hear Him speak and talk. And it's not by accident that this is happening. It is by our intentional intentions. Intentionally giving back to the Lord what He has given us. Giving Him our first fruits. And as I was putting this together, I sensed that He is being glorified by your presence here today. I sense also that He is well pleased with His children. He is well pleased with those that spent this whole week devoted to Him, seeking Him first in every area of our lives. The first week of a new year. I hope and pray that we never stop doing this till Jesus comes back. Devoting the first week of the new year to He who saves. I am honored and privileged to be able to come and talk and speak here to this gathering of saints. Being in one accord in a unity of purpose. That's huge. We've heard over the last month or so and all this week, last night, as Pastor John spoke again with Jonah this morning, right? And Pastor Brad after me, as we speak on what our individual churches are being spoken to about, 
what this year means to us as individual churches and as a conglomerate of churches, as a family of ministries tasked with a certain task. And that word is to engage and answer phones. The word is to engage, and it means in part to occupy, to attract, or to involve, participate, or become involved in. Engaged. What does this mean for us Christians as part of River Valley? To engage in what? The culture? The church? With each other? With God? All of the above. We just heard that testimony all of the above. But perhaps more important, or at least as important, is for each and every one of us to engage at a higher level your relationship with Jesus Christ and to Abba Father. Some of us have put in neutral our relationship to the Father. In neutral our relationship with God. Our growth as a disciple. And there's a variety of reasons for that. Life happens. Sometimes we just start to get burnt out. We grow weary, right? There's opposition against us. There's lots of different reasons for us to kind of stall out. And sometimes it is a good idea to just to take a Sabbath, to take a break, to refresh ourselves, to gear up for the next engagement that Father God would have for us in our life, the next work He has for us to do. But this word engage is the word for this year. And along with the words that we got up at River Valley Christian Church, IHS and Grandy, which is to increase and to expand. So this afternoon, I want to spend some time talking about these three things. And then to spend some time praying. Turn to Luke 19. Do you think that's a common theme? Uh, we've all heard the past. Some of you heard the past last Sunday here in, uh, at Lake Elmo. Right? We heard it last night. We heard it this morning. Well, you're going to hear it again t- today, this afternoon. And I normally read out of the New King James. But for this passage, I'm going to read it out of the ESV right now. Amen. Yeah, I knew you would say that. I said that just for you. You know that. Yes, first time. Now it's the second time. Luke 19, verse 12 and 13. He said, therefore, who's he? Jesus. He says, A nobleman went into a far country to see for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minutes and said to them, Engage in business until I come. Parables are for the disciples of Jesus Christ because they have been given the ability to understand the mysteries of God. To those that don't understand the parables, they're probably not part of God's kingdom. But it is for us to understand the parables. So I pray that you have ears to hear and eyes to see this morning. Engage in business till I come. Jonah read out of the King, New King James this morning. And it says, So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minutes, and said to them, Do business till I come. Do business till I come. Engage in business until I come. Well, whose business are we talking about? Kingdom business. God's business. This year, brothers and sisters, we have been called to examine ourselves, to take stock of our lives. Are we doing the business of the Lord? 
This is a year like no other that I've ever been involved in. It's a year that anyone who claims Jesus Christ as Lord is to engage themselves in God's business. His kingdom expanding business. You remember that Master gave ten minutes to each one of them ones. And one, one increased it to ten. And the other increased it five. And the other one didn't do anything with it. He didn't engage in the business. And it says that he was judged with the Master's enemies. We have been called saints to engage the enemy, to take possession of what the Father has given us. Amen? Let me say that again. We have been called to engage the enemy, to take possession of what the Father has given us. But first, we need to take possessions of the gifts and the promises that He has given to each one of us. A life that is being transformed into the very image of Christ. Do you ever think about that? The very image of our Lord and Savior. Paul says it from glory to glory. He says in Corinthians these words, he says, But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I want to look like Jesus. And as we engage in God's kingdom, we grow as this child of God, we mature as this child of God, and we become more and more like this Lord that we serve. But we have to become intentional about it. We don't learn and grow by osmosis. Um, um. Because as we learn the voice of God in our lives, as we learn the promptings of the Holy Spirit, as we, we walk out in greater boldness at proclaiming God's Word, Our faith grows and grows. And we engage further into the Word of God. And we engage ourselves into the working of the church body. And we engage in the works of the ministry. And we increase. We mature as children of God. And as we increase, we will see the increase in our churches. But before I get to this second one, before I get the increase, I just want to spend a few minutes seeking the Father in this area of engagement. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to engage. And I want you to get up from where you're at. And I want you to go find somebody that you may or may not know, that you don't know preferably, two or three people. And I want you to pray for each other, just for about ten minutes. Just pray for each other that they would have a greater engagement in God's kingdom. Just stand up and just go meet somebody. Pastor John started it off last night. We're going to do it three times today. Just go pray for somebody. Grab two or three people you may or may not know and just pray for them that they would have a greater desire to be engaged in the kingdom of God.
You have just took a step in engagement. Engagement in pursuing God. Asking and interceding for individuals to further engage themselves in the life that they would have for them. You're doing the Lord's business praying for other people. So I thank you. I want you to understand that you've all just been now anointed by the Holy Spirit through the prayers of the saints to pursue engagement with God and His church and His kingdom. Engage. Turn to Deuteronomy 2. It's after the book of Revelations. It's God's Word, and God is speaking to Moses. Moses really wants to go to the promised land. He wants to go to the promised land. And God's saying, you ain't going. It's not for you. But, he says, here's what I want you to do. In Deuteronomy 2, verse 24, it says, Rise, take your journey, and cross over the river Arden. Look, I've given into your, given into your hand shown the Amorite king of Heshbon and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. To engage him in battle. You just engaged the enemy in battle by praying for others to engage their life further into the workings of the kingdom. And as we engage ourselves more and more in God, you will find yourself engaging the enemy more and more. Literally storming the gates of hell. But it really isn't much of a fair fight if you think about it because Jesus has already paid for it. Amen? He's already defeated the works of the evil one. Even death, He's defeated it. Our role in all of this is to understand that the Jesus that we have inside of us is infinitely stronger, bigger, and greater than the evil could ever muster up. He's a defeated foe. But our task is to go where the enemy is to possess the things that God has already given us. That's already been won. The victory and the freedom that He's promised us. The St. Croix Valley. The St. Croix Valley. That's the word. Engage. In Grandy, it's also increase, and it is for River Valley uh, Family of Ministries or fe- uh, Fellowship of Ministries as well, to increase. Because the more that we engage in God's business, we will increase. That's His promise. This is the year of engagement. And through this engagement, we will increase. Brothers and sisters. When we engage, we purpose in our hearts to engage in God's kingdom. And we realize that as individuals, in order for us to increase personally, we must decrease and allow Jesus to increase in our lives. 
And he really, Jesus puts it this way. He says, we need to give up our life in order to gain His. And we do this step by step, by transformation by transformation, acquiring the mind of Christ, which is already in us. It's already in us. And the more we acquire that mind, we're always striving to be Christ-likeness, right? Isn't that the goal? For us to be like Christ, Christ-likeness? But in order to be Christ-likeness, we must have a Christ-mind. And to do that, we must decrease so He can increase. And as we engage more and more, we engage Jesus into the life of others. We start presenting Jesus to a world. Perhaps representing Jesus to a world that doesn't know Him. Or perhaps has a skewed view of Him. John, in his first letter, he writes this. His love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, who's He? Jesus. So are we in this world. What is He saying? As Jesus is, so are we. Yes. And we know, we know that judgment's coming. And it says that we can be bold in that judgment if we just engage. That we as Christians show the world His agape, not ours. His agape. Because it's that agape, it's God's love that draws people. <clears throat> As we increase, so does His kingdom. We become engaged, sowing, watering, planting. And the promise is that God will provide the increase. I love that song of babies. I don't know about you, but when I'm up here having an opportunity to talk and I hear a baby cry like that, it's just like, Oof. But I'm kind of glad I'm a grandfather. And the promise of God is that if we, if we engage in His kingdom business, that He's going to provide the increase. He says in 1 Corinthians through Paul, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. So neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Family, think about your life. Think about the churches that you belong to, that you're going to. We have been sowing, and we've been watering, and we've been tilling the fields, preparing the soil for a long time now. And we've gathered crops. There's been increase. But we've been doing this for a day such as this. And we will certainly still need to do the watering and the planting and the sowing and all that even as the increase comes, and even as the harvest starts to be brought in, we still need to do that. But that's His promise that He's going to bring increase. 
And to believe in that is to have faith that the sowing and the planting and the watering are doing is an act of faith. It's engaging the world. It's engaging the St. Croix Valley. You know, it doesn't always look like in the natural that we're being too successful, does it? But I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. And in that faith, there is His promises of increase, of salvation, of hope. And maybe, maybe you know the place to start is to do what the apostles asked of Jesus. Right after they couldn't uh, heal that, uh, that young boy. Remember what they said? They said, increase our faith. Have you ever asked him for that? Have you ever went to front, in front of the Father and said, increase my faith? I asked IHS up in Grandy that very thing last week. I told him, I said, when we're born again, the Spirit of God comes and resides in us. Yes? And that Spirit of God, which is perfect and holy and righteous and love and all of the above, comes in and it takes our corrupted, torn apart, sinful spirit and it transfigures it into a perfect spirit. When we're born again, our spirit doesn't just become part of God's spirit, it becomes perfect. We got to deal with the flesh and we got to deal with the mind, but our spirit becomes perfect. It's His Spirit in us. That's the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit not only brings the gift of faith, one of the fruits is faith. Not ours, but Jesus's. Jesus' faith. And Jesus' faith is already inside each and every one of us by right of that new birth. Jonah said that we um, can stop God. Andrew Warmack says we limit Him. But perhaps we should go in front of the Father and say, increase my faith. And then when He does things or wants us to do things, we have to step out of our comfort zone to do. We step out of our comfort zone and do that to increase our faith. It's called practicing our faith. And that brings increase. Increase. It's interesting that last week when I was preaching, God wanted me to close the service in a certain way and He wanted me to have people come up to pray for increase. And I, and I was in the middle of doing that and all of a sudden He says, no, 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 I don't want you to do that. Don't do this. I, I, can't, I can't do curveballs. You know? I don't do that. Don't throw a curveball at me. What do you want me to do? He says, I want you to ask 
people to come up to be prayed for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I thought, really? I find out later that's what Lake Hamill did. We weren't in cahoots here, but we have the same spirit that he's in cahoots. Engagement. Increase. Faith. Jesus says in John 14, it's one of my favorite passages of all of Scripture. He says, those who believe will do the same works as me. Nay, greater works than I they will do to those who believe. To believe in that, to walk in that, means we need to walk in His faith. Because I can't do it on my own. I don't know about you, there's a lot of times I pray for people and it's like, this person's never going to get healed because I, right now, it's like I, the last thing in the world I want to pray for healing. There's no faith there. There's not even any belief there. Faith. I was, I was thinking about faith. And God told me this. He says, look, Jesus says, to those who believe, will do greater works. doesn't add anything to that. He says, to those who believe. I said, okay, well, I believe. And he told me, he says, you know what belief is? That's on us. We can know that He's Lord and Savior. We can know that He's God. We can believe in Him. But faith, that's a gift from Him. And He gives it to us in abundance as we walk it, as we live it, and as we release it into the life of others. We will grow in faith. We will increase in faith. Yes? So here's your next task, your next engagement. I want you to find somebody, maybe a couple people from a different church. There's two or three churches here, four churches here, a couple different ministries. Find somebody, pray for each other for an increase in faith. Yes? Can you do that? Just give me 10 minutes. Just find somebody and pray for each other for their faith to increase. That increase in faith will allow us to increase as a child of God. Increase in doing God's business. Increase in getting in God's uh, ministry, in His church, uh, preaching the gospel, whatever He wants you to do. But the thing that thrills me is this from Luke 6. He says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. That's what church is about to train and teach disciples to become more like Christ. I want to be my, like my teacher. I want to be like my Lord. I don't ever want to make the mistake that I can become greater than my Lord. <laughs> but I want to be like Him. Engagement brings increase.
Turn to Second Corinthians, please. Second Corinthians. Oh, it's my second favorite series of verses. Second Corinthians, chapter nine. Second Corinthians, chapter nine. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six through ten. Somebody read that, please. Engage. Somebody read it, please. Yeah, all the way to 10, please. Thank you. Thank you. Father God has promised us that He would be our all-sufficiency. That He would provide for us. That He would take care of us, even even through persecutions. He said He would take care of us. That He'd never leave and forsake us. We just need to trust Him. We need to have faith and We need to increase that to the point we can trust Him when things aren't going right. The question is, do you? Paul in verse 10, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. You have now had prayer spoken over you to anoint you, empowering you to engage in God's work in your life and in the life of the church. Empowering you to seek after the Holy Spirit transformation of your mind to be able to release the greatest faith inside of you. A faith that will bring an increase to the body of Christ, which is what we're talking about, souls, yes? To go and preach the gospel, to make disciples. And this increase comes about because the seeds that you are willing to to engage in planting and continue to sow. And the promise is that the fruit of your righteousness will increase. Think on that from an individual perspective. As you increase and sow to the kingdom, the fruit of your righteousness will increase. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool. Well, you can't have righteousness. Yes, I can. The Apostle John says that those that practice righteousness are righteous. The caveat is in Christ. Increase. And that increase in righteousness will always be grounded in the soil of humility, 
And out of that soil of humility will grow the perfect love of God. The perfect love of God. And that perfect love of God, that thing that I call agape, to to differentiate between the world's love, because it's all messed up, right? So I differentiate by calling it agape. You can call it agape, oh, whatever you want to call it. I call it agape because it's just easier for me to remember. But it's God's love. And it's His love working through those that are willing to engage and increase as His disciple that will draw people to Christ. His love through us showing a world, a Christ that maybe they don't know about. This task has been placed on RVFM to plant 24 churches in the next 10 years. Folks, that's already happening. As we seek to engage, as we seek to increase, as we seek to go and preach the gospel, to tell people that the kingdom of God is at hand now, as, as our faith increases so we can heal the sick and the cast out demons, that people see that kind of love at the hand of us by God. As they see Jesus being lifted up, that will draw men and women and children to the salvation of Jesus Christ. And we expand as individuals to the point where we fulfill Jesus' prophetic words, greater works than they will do. Those who engage in the discipleship of Jesus Christ will increase their Christ-likeness and expand their lives to be like Christ Himself. i said that several times, and I want so much to be that. And in the process, the agape we have from God the perfect love of God inside of us already will compel agapolis people, people that are dead to God, that have no life. To see that love, they'll see life. And they'll want that life. They'll want what we have. So here we're going to do one more thing. Not again. I want you to find somebody. What's that? I am asking for much. Well, you people in Grandy, you already know. Sometimes it's like certain religions where it's up, down, up, down. I'd like for you to find somebody. Again, from a different church, somebody you don't know. And I just simply want you to pray for the expansion of River Valley Fellowship of Ministries. Just pray for the expansion. Just pray that the people involved in the churches and the parachurches and the ministries that are part of this family will engage themselves, increase themselves, and be part of an expansion that was foretold decades ago. And I believe it's for such a time as this. So just take a couple minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and I'm already going to be early. You owe me. So just find somebody. Just find somebody and pray for the increase of River Valley's Fellowship of Ministries. The promise of the Father. It's our task 
to plant churches because you got to have some place for the souls to go. You got to have some place for them to go to learn, to practice the gifts, to learn to come into submission, into under authority, to learn above everything else to walk in love. That's our task. I want to end with this excerpt from a study called In Christ Likeness by Pastor Francis Franciapan. Please bear with me, it's rather long. If you want to close your eyes and listen, go ahead, but don't fall asleep. I'll send Pastor John after you. I quote, here's what he writes. It's about a vision he had. He says, in this spiritual counter, I saw a great metropolitan languishing under the weight of a deep and terrible darkness. Etched upon the faces of those in this wretched society was the image of hopelessness. The place was desolate without joy, and the time of its recovery seemed long past. I was with a group outside the city. We each had been baptized in a glorious and powerful light. During the encounter, I actually experienced the power of this living radiance surging up from my innermost being. It cursed through, cursed, cruised through our hands like swords of laser light. A visible splendor shone from our bodies, especially our faces. Listen now. Suddenly, from the darkness, a great multitude began to grope their way towards us. They approached first one, then another. And soon all, all were calling on the name of the Lord. As we laid our hands in them and prayed for them, they also received the light. And he says, the vision passed, and though I continued to lay in bed, I, I did not return to sleep. And I opened the book of Isaiah to, to the place where I had concluded my previous reading. There, for the first time in my young spiritual life, I read Isaiah 60. If you would turn there, please. The words bolted into my eyes like lightning and shook my insides like thunders. Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 4. And we'll close. Wind's the fire. Isaiah 60, 1 through 4. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness to people, but the Lord will arise over you. And his glory has been seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Saints of RVFM, as the world becomes darker and darker, those who are engaged in the work of God's ministry, increasing in His wisdom and grace, will see an expansion of God's kingdom on here before Jesus returns. Saints, Jesus said we are the light of the world, that His glory would be seen through us, that because we are the light we will be attracted to those that are looking for the light, like a moth to the flame, seeking a better life because we're walking in death. That's our part. That's who we are. Jesus said that He would manifest Himself in His disciples 
Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Then let Him manifest Himself through you into the life of the people of the St. Croix Valley so we can bring people to His salvation and His eternal life. You have been anointed by the Holy Spirit through three sessions of prayer. Engage, increase, and for the expansion of River Valley uh, family, uh, family, I keep saying family, fellowship of ministries. I charge you now in the name of Jesus Christ, don't walk out of this room and put it on a shelf. People's eternal destiny depends on the fulfillment of the prophecy that we've been tasked with, the things that have been this church was planted for. It now comes upon our shoulders. We can't do it, but He wants to do it through us. Father, I just pray. I lift everybody in this room, everybody that will hear the recordings, everybody that will hear the people talking about what just transpired and what is going to transpire in the next hour and then when Pastor Brad preaches, Father, that they will understand that the time is now that we need to engage in God's business. In Jesus' name, amen.